0: Welcome to the Balance Bod Pod, where we talk about all things balancing life and health so you can have your cake and eat it too. Or your donuts or your pizza or whatever your thing is. But seriously, health is the greatest gift that we have, and it does not have to come at the cost of enjoying the fun parts of life. So through the podcast, we're going to explore and experience for ourselves what balance truly looks like in our own lives. Stay tuned. (music) Welcome back to episode 36 of the Balanced Bod Pod. I'm Corinne Graustra, holistic health coach, podcaster, and blogger, helping you live a life you love. And with that is also a life that makes you healthier. So today's conversation is around meal prep. It's called How to Meal Prep Like a Pro. And I'm hoping that by the end of our episode today, you will feel empowered and encouraged to meal prep like a pro and have some tips, tricks, strategies, best practices, and such under your belt today. So, this is going to be hopefully a very valuable session for you. But with that being said, let's just talk about planning ahead in general. We all know, or most of us know, and if you haven't found this out yet, you probably will find it out. Uh, the longer you try to live a healthy lifestyle, things get significantly easier when you plan ahead, <laughs> like, say, like, stupidly easier. When everything is done for you, it's like your past self is doing everything for your future self and your your future self is like, wow, that's easy. Thanks. Sure. I'll eat this healthy meal. I'll go exercise. I'll go to this workout class because you've set in place the momentum and you just have to continue on with it. You've created the plan. All you got to do at that point is to stick to the plan. Like if you let's say you you plan out your um, workouts ahead of time. So you look at the week ahead, you say Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm going to get to the gym. And I'm going to go before work or after work or whatever you kind of pick your time of the day. Then you know, today's Wednesday, it's a workout day. So I'm going to have everything prepared. I'm going to make sure that I have everything I need. But I'm going to go and I'm going to tell my family, I'm going to go and I'm going to plan on it ahead of time. Whereas if you just kind of wait and ask yourself at five o'clock after work after a long day of work, do I really want to go to the gym? I'm, Pretty sure the answer is going to be no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there. And sometimes it'll be a yes. But for the most part, it's going to be really hard to drag yourself there. If you don't like it, and you haven't thought about um, planning ahead, or you haven't decided ahead of time when you're going to go. Um, so I always think like the more you plan ahead, the better off you're going to be just in general. But I like to think about myself in two different forms. There's like the adult me or my adult brain. And then there's the in the moment or my four year old self And I always just I love to, to talk about this. So my adult brain It's amazing, right? It's like you want to be healthy. So here's your logical reasons for doing all these wonderful things. And yes, you should do this. And yes, you should clean. And yes, you should do all the things you know you should be doing because you're a responsible adult and that's what we do. And then on the flip side, my four year old brain is like, it just loves sugar, naps, and like, it just wants to play all day. I'm like, let's sit outside. Let's go to the beach. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's go shopping. That is my four year old brain in my head. And I hope I'm not alone on that, but I'm pretty sure I'm not if I make any choice ahead of time, I'm going to do it with my adult brain. And I don't, it's not like a, I think I'll use my adult brain. It's like, I'm thinking ahead. I'm not in the situation. I'm not staring at a, at a plate of French fries, wondering if I should eat them. I've already decided ahead of time. Okay. I know there's going to be fries and I go to eat today. Do I want them? And then I'm able to think, what does the last couple of days look like for me? What am I feeling? What are my goals? How you know what's the situation I'm walking into? Is it a random Tuesday or is it a, a fun night out? What what what's the what's the situation? And so I'm able to, with my adult brain, think about things logically, make a choice that I can feel good about. Because even if it's indulging, that's fine. I know that I've you know I know that that's cool. I don't have to feel guilty about it because I've thought through all the pros, the cons, the consequences, the the positives. And on the flip side, if it's a no, that's okay because I know that I did it out of love for myself and out of a choice because I took everything into consideration and I made the choice, not because I told myself no in a fit of quote unquote willpower of just which really is just essentially restriction at this point is like, nope, stay strong, you're not going to do it like being at the restaurant and trying to muscle through muscle my way through not getting the french fries. So things get a lot easier when your adult brain makes the choices, Right. However, our adult brains don't always make the choices. I know that firsthand. For example, uh, today, my four-year-old self, like 20 minutes ago, grabbed a donut cookie, which is literally just a normal cookie shaped and frosted like a donut at Target because donuts are now a thing and I'm loving it. Before thinking, like I totally didn't even think about it. I described it as like, this is so cute. I got one for my husband. He's like, I don't want this. So he put it back because he didn't want it because his four year old brain didn't see it and think, oh my gosh, sugar, what's happening? <laughs> and now I have a raging headache because I don't feel that great when I eat a cookie that is full of sugar and junk. And it's worth it sometimes, but today was totally not worth it. But my adult brain didn't have a chance to intercede. And here we are. <laughs> My adult stuff literally would say, no thanks, sugar sweets make me feel like junk. Like, no, I'm okay. That's really cute. And I can admire that it's cute without actually having to purchase it and eat it. And I literally tore into it the second I got home from the, from like, like a four-year-old. The second I got home from the store, I tore into it. I opened it. I didn't even, I was going to take a picture and show everybody on Instagram, which nobody really cares about my donut cookie, but whatever. It's fun. And I didn't even have time because I was, it was in my mouth too fast. it wasn't even, it was good. I mean, it was fine. I feel like crap now. So it really was not worth it. So I'll know that next time. I'll know, okay, that's those cookies I see at Target are really fun when you walk in. They are not worth it. PSA, they may not be worth it for you either. So just think about that (laughs) before you have it. It looks way better than it tastes and it looks way better than it makes me feel. So moral of this whole story, um, my adult brain, Could have won out if I would have thought about it. I didn't think about it. I'm in a situation where my four year old brain took over. I ate it. I had it and it was not worth it. And now I know, right? But if we go through life letting our four year old brain make the choices, we're always going to be looking back going, Ooh, that wasn't worth it, but not making any different choices in the future. So there's kind of two ways to handle this, right? So I have said it's not worth it to me. I could then say, Oh, well. And next time I'm there, I could totally forget about it. And I could just have that cookie again. I could see it. I could be like, oh, this is a cute new design. This is fun. And then I could put it in my cart, have it do the same thing over and over again, as many of us do, myself included with specific things. Or I can say, that wasn't worth it to me. I'm going to look at it next time, admire it. If I really want to take a picture, I can just take a picture of it. I don't need to eat it in order to feel... Like it's been worth it. And when I eat it, I feel like crap. So it's not, that was on my list of not worth it treats for myself. And then I will make a different choice when I walk in. So it's the difference of deciding that was not worth it and I'm not gonna do that again. Whereas if you could, if you just are kind of like, well, that wasn't, yeah, it was good that wasn't worth it, but whatever. And then you don't really think about it and kind of make that choice ahead of time, right? The choice for me that I've just said is that I'm not going to have that again, because it didn't, it wasn't worth it. I didn't, wasn't that great. And I feel like junk. So those two things together make it not worth it for me. And I've decided that. And so in the future, I won't have it. That was a very long drawn out explanation of why this donut cookie at Target is not worth it. But I hope you get the point. I hope you see what I hope you're picking up what I'm putting down there. So, with let's just talk like with prepping, with everything, everybody involved is so much better off when when we're prepping. We're probably happier people because everything's prepared ahead of time. We are happy because we're making good choices. So, we feel good. So, we can be present with the people around us. And when you're making good choices, um, especially for like, let's say your good choice is for you're going to have a healthy meal when you go out, but you know, you're going to have a cocktail. You can then feel really. Justifying getting that cocktail. Not like it's has to be a thing. You can get a cocktail whenever you want to, but because you get that cocktail and you know, you've made a good choice and you know, you've already thought about it. You can be really present in the moment instead of being in your head of, was that the right choice? Did I do that right? Did I, uh, should I be having that? Do I feel guilty for this? I don't really know if I should be eating that. Do I have to justify it? Like what, right? We have so much mental chatter happening. You can just sit back and enjoy it because you know that it's not really an issue. I decided it was worth it. It's totally worth it. I've thought about it ahead of time. I can lay this to rest and just enjoy myself now. So, with that though, let's talk about meal prepping. The whole reason you're here meal prepping comes like with a it can be very overwhelming at times, right? Like, the more you think about it, the more there is to do. And it can be just, I don't know, leave you feeling like, are you kidding me? I have to do this every single week in order to be successful. This is a big fat joke. And so I'm hoping to give you guys some ideas here today and some strategies that I've heard from clients that I've tried myself that are just really working for people. And I want to pass them along to you so that this can get easier for everybody involved. But I have a special ask of you, and that is if you have any other ideas or anything else that is working for you, please share that with me. Send me a DM on Instagram at the body underscore. Email me whatever you need, because I want to make sure that we have the like the most Current updated running list of ideas so that everybody can benefit from this. And this, of course, is going to be in a blog post. So, as I get more things, I will continue to update the blog post as well. So, let's break down the different styles and strategies for meal prep so that you can meal prep like a pro. So, yes, there are different styles. Let's talk about that. So, first things first is you have to look at your week. And I love to sit down on a Sunday, and I know I've talked about this before. It's Navigator's Council. Um, it's a six-question marriage journal where you guys can be on the same page and look at what's coming in your week and think about how things are going and just have a, a foundation for communication. But my favorite part of Nav- one of my favorite parts of Navigator's Council is the fact that they give you a calendar for the week. It's Monday. T- it literally says every day. I don't need to list them out. You guys know what the days are, but. It allows you, it gives you the chance to be on the same page with your spouse. So that when we say, what are we having for dinner this week? We're not like, well, I don't know. How many days are we home? When are we going out to eat? What are we doing? We already know what we're doing because it's, we've already talked about it. It's not a surprise. So first steps is to look at a calendar, figure out what do you have going on for the week? How many meals are you eating out? How many meals are you eating at home? of those meals that you're eating at home, how many of those are going to be meals where it's kind of like every man for himself? How many of those meals are going to be leftovers? How many of those meals are actually going to be cooked? I know it sounds like a lot. It really will take you three minutes. If you just really look, if you look at your calendar, for example, so I have shared before, I'm a peer buyer instructor. And so on Tuesday nights, I teach all night. I'm not home with my husband to make dinner, which is what it's one night. Um, but we are we cook at home that night, I will come home and make something after my last class. It's a little bit later. But that's, that's what's been working for us. But he gets home and he is hungry. So he will make his own dinner. So we've decided we're going to eat at home, but it's kind of every man for himself. So you get to decide what do you want to eat on Tuesday? Do you want to have your leftovers from Monday? Do you want to have um, something else that's just for you Do you want me to get you a steak so you can have that on your own or what exactly do you want to do? So, having these conversations with your family and with your spouse, if you have a spouse, if you're single, things get much easier. <laughs> but even if you've got roommates, have this, have this conversation with your roommates if you like to eat together. Figure out what's going on in your week, plan that out. That is step number one. Then, figure out how many meals you have to make this week. That is going to be the number that you want to work off. How many meals do I need to make this week? Then you pick out your meals. So, step one, we're already three steps in. Step one is to look at your week ahead of time, figure out how many meals. Step two is to figure out how many meals you're actually gonna eat at home and have to cook. So, if you have a new meal on Monday, leftovers Tuesday, a new meal Wednesday, leftovers Thursday, a new meal Friday, Saturday out, Sunday leftovers, you really only have to make three meals in that week. You just have to make double, right? So, you're double batching it so you know how many servings each meal has to be. But you're really only making three new meals, which means you only need three recipes. And leftovers tends to be if you if you like leftovers, let's start there. If you enjoy leftovers, it can be a really great way to save money, too, because you're spending you end up spending less because you're not buying a a small quantity of a lot of things. You're buying a large quantity of a couple things, um, which does tend to be better because you know that if you you need a carrot, just one carrot, you're going to be buying an entire bag of carrots. If you need just one celery stock, you're getting an entire bag of celery. So in situations like that, it does you typically become cheaper to buy more of the same ingredients. So step one is to figure out what do you have going on in the week and how many meals you're going to be eating at home. Step two is to actually figure out how many of the meals you're eating at home or how many of the days you're eating at home are actual new meals. And step three is to choose those meals. So with that, I've got a couple tips, a little, a couple best practices here. So first of all, you have to figure out what you like. And I heard it said somewhere that the average family recycles the same nine recipes over and over and over again, which is totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. We just tend to find nine things. So most of our meals tend to be the same with a couple here, a couple there, and just rotation that we like that we don't make every week or we get sick of them. So we put them on the back burner. We take them out. We're like, wow, I haven't had that in forever. That's so delicious. And you put it back in your rotation. It's there for a little while, comes back out. So figure out what you like, write down those nine meals or 12 meals or six meals or three meals, wherever you're at, write those down so you have them. And then have a list of your go to's versus something that somebody else made that you loved, or is there something that used to be your favorite, that's a great option that you just have not made recently. So may have a list of your go to's figure out what you like. The other thing here that has been life changing, and that sounded so dramatic, but I mean it is having a Pinterest board for recipe ideas, as well as recipe favorites. So what I do is I will pin, you know, you're always looking for new recipes on on Pinterest. So you have a board or have a Pinterest board of all the recipes that you want to try that sound delicious. And then after you make them, if you like them and your family approves and you decide I want to make this again, move it to your recipe favorites folder. This means that your recipe favorites folder is going to be stuff that is actually really good and that you know for a fact you like, but it's going to also make things easier for you so you're not having to be super creative every week and thinking about what you're able to cook or like, oh, I have to like for me, one of the biggest burdens of the week is trying to figure out what do I actually need to like, I don't want to be creative with this. I I bust out content all week. I'm creative all week. I'm working with clients all week. I don't want to have to think about and create new meals like I just want I don't want to do that. I don't want to have to be creative and get fancy with my meals. And so what I do, and that changed my whole entire meal prep world, is again, this recipe favorites folder. I don't have to think about creating new meals. I just have to look online and see what are the things that I like. Oh, that's right. We haven't had those chicken tacos in a long time. Those were really good. Let's make those this week. And that goes into the rotation. So you're able to just kind of pick and choose where you want to be instead of feeling like you have to consistently be coming up with new creative ideas. The other thing that has made my life so nice, and I've shared this with a handful of clients because it just can be a game changer, is sheet pan meals. And I know this is kind of a popular thing these days, but sheet pan meals, if you have not heard of them, are where you literally just take a meal and it is cooked on one pan. So it's typically like a protein, a veggie, and a starch, or just even just a protein and a ton of veggies. Maybe sweet potatoes and some asparagus or green beans or whatever. Or even like a stir fry. I love a good sheet pan stir fry. Which now that I'm saying that out loud, got taken out of my rotation that I will going that I'm going to be putting back in because <laughs> this is how this works, right? So you can take everything and just put it on one pan so that when you are ready, all you have to do is put it on the pan, put it in the oven, take it out 30 minutes later, and you're good to go. So it really can be super duper simple. And you don't have to spend hours and hours and hours cooking every single week, you can really make things very, very simple on yourself and very easy on yourself. So picking your meals for the week, figure out what you like, have your list of go to's make your Pinterest board. The other thing that I want to share some typical complaints or struggles that we have in this kind of phase or or with meal prepping in general is the couple, there's a couple of them. It's number one is I don't want what I what I have planned, which is a big one. Absolutely, right? It doesn't sound good. And the other one is that the food goes bad before I can eat it. So I can't like I have to go shop. I feel like I have to go shopping every day to get my fresh food or it's or it's not going to work. So the good news is that for both of these things, there is actually the same solution. So it's the coolest thing I got. I don't remember where I got this idea. I love Frozen stuff. I just think it's great. I think freezers were invented in an amazing time. I'm so glad we have a chest freezer in the garage because it has saved us so many times. We, as a family, don't like leftovers. I've tried a million times. I know it's better if I like leftovers. I'm just trying to work with it instead of telling myself of what I should have or what I should do or how much is easier. I'm just working off what I like, what I know about myself and my husband is that we could have. A fridge full of leftovers and still you open up the fridge and you're like, oh, there's nothing to eat. Let's go out and let me go out. Like it doesn't matter how much food is in our fridge. If it's leftovers, if it doesn't, I don't know why we're like that, but it, it's fine, whatever. So we know that. So we stop trying to make leftovers <laughs> because it's just not working. And instead, we realize like I want to have some options, but I also want to be able to have flexibility where if I need to go out or if we want to make something or something comes up last minute, we're not throwing out so much food because that is the saddest thing in the whole wide world. So it is freezer meals like handmade homemade freezer meals where you you pick a protein, you pick a veggie, you do a mirror if you're going to marinate the chicken, for example, you marinate it and you take, you, you know, you put all all that stuff in the fridge overnight, and then you put it in the freezer. Once the, you know, chicken is marinated and all that stuff is marinated and done, you put it all in one freezer bag in the freezer. So when you are ready, you take it out, you put it on a, pl- on a pan, you put the pan into the oven, 30 minutes later you've got a meal. So simple, and nothing goes out of Nothing, nothing goes bad. The other thing here is it solves the problem of I don't want what I cooked because you're not having to say today's Tuesday. And on Tuesday, I plan this, you get to have a handful of different options that are very similar, right? They're all frozen, frozen meals. And you get to say today, I'm really feeling like a a lighter option. So I'm going to do a lemon chicken with my broccoli. That's what I, that's what I packed. That's one of them. I'm going to take that. And then of course you make a note of it where if you like it, you make another one to put, you know, you replenish that. So you always have a stock of them, but then you can have a handful of different like ideas where it's an Asian, an Asian one or a stir fry or some sort of Thai meal or just any, you know, the, all the different flavors you get that you tend to crave. And you can choose the day of, the minute before you cook, here's really what I'm in the mood for today. And you can choose that and have that. So that's a really, really cool way that I have found and that I've found tons of my clients that really, really enjoyed that as a way to combat the I don't really want what I've planned because I feel that same way too. I'm like, I can take it or leave it. What I really want is some tots and steak bites from the (laughs) from the restaurant on the street. That's what I really want. So finding a way to make things easier and to take some of not only to take some of the choices out of it, but to take some of the pressure um, out of having to get it "quote unquote" like get it right the first time, or have your plan for the week be written in stone. Like it doesn't have to be and you can be flexible with that. The other thing is if you're not a fan of that, you can also just take and have a handful of meals. If you have everything on hand, that's not a big I mean, if you have everything on hand, who cares if it's Tuesday and you eat your Friday meal, if it's on hand, you just flip flop it. I've had tons of clients who have found success with that too, because it's just so simple. But it feels like if it's on the menu, or if it's written down, I have to have it in that way. And you totally don't, especially if it makes things a little bit easier. The last thing that I will share is that there are tons of frozen options. If you are somebody who is struggling to make good choices consistently, I say this with so much love, do not be hoity-toity about not having anything frozen, canned, or packaged. Please don't fall into that into that rut of, I can't have this because it's in a package. I can't have this because it's, if you are already eating really, really, like, unpackaged, unprocessed whole foods. Awesome. That's totally fine. But I've had so many people who come to me and say, well, I don't like frozen foods when they're not even eat, like the alternative is to go get a burger. And I'm like, but is that better? I'm not understanding. <laughs> I mean, like I'm not, I, I, I understand, I get it, but I don't know that we're seeing the picture for what it is. If the alternative is a not healthy option, even frozen stuff is not unhealthy. There are obviously unhealthy options in every area of every grocery store ever in the whole wide world. But there are also some really great options in every single area as well. Even the junk food aisle, even the snack aisle, there's some really great like popcorn, pre-pop popcorn, great snack. You can find something healthy in every single aisle. And so telling me that you, I mean, if you are somebody, again, if you are already at the place where you're not having anything packaged, processed, or Whatever, that's awesome. That's totally cool. But if you're struggling to make things work and eat well consistently, that is probably, I say with so much love, not where you need to be focusing your energy. It should be finding things that you're going to have when you are on the go, when you are running late, when you are having, when you're pressed for time at the end of the night, and the alternative is to go out. Because you don't want to cook or something like that, which we all go through. I do that all the time. I'm I go through phases where I like cooking and phases where I don't like cooking. And right now I'm in a phase where I don't like cooking. <laughs> I've got so much to do that I don't want to do that. On the flip side, when I loved cooking most is when I had I was going to school. I had lectures to listen to all the time. I had stuff to do. I had a, I had I wasn't just gonna sit on the couch and listen to it. And so I'm not. I can't. I that's not me. <laughs> And so that was really great because I had to do that anyway. So it felt like I was being productive. And right now it just – cooking everything kind of feels like a burden. So we're doing a lot of grilling. We're, we're doing a lot of quick meals and fresh meals and adding a salad to everything. Um, so to the packaged frozen whole conversation, to the point of that is there are some really great options that can make your life so much easier. For example, if you are somebody who loves sweet potatoes, Target for, uh, so we shop at Target. That's kind of where I have my, my brain is set on that because I know that Target, if Target has it, a lot of other places are going to have it too um, because Target is not primarily a grocery store. So mine is actually a full grocery store. It it has the same thing as every other supermarket. Um, And Target has a, in their kind of I wouldn't call it a pre-packaged section, but it's more of like the fresh section. They've got some quick grab and go sorts of things. So they have pre-cut sweet potatoes. They've got pre-cut apple slices and guac cups and all, obviously not pre-cut, but guac cups and things like that so so where all you have to do is just take it and go and yes they're going to be a little more expensive somebody's done the work for you in that way they've got you know they've they've cut up the sweet potato they've they've shredded the carrots they've done all that stuff which is whatever so you're paying for the convenience of that but sometimes that's like less than a dollar and it is absolutely worth your time especially hear me loud and clear here especially if it if it gets done yes I had so many times, even today, my I I got a I got a watermelon and my husband goes, "Are you going to cut that?" and I was like, "Yep." And because I'm talking about it and I'm sharing it on the podcast, I will actually cut it because I'm here to be accountable. But sometimes that happens where I am like, "Yeah, I'm totally going to do that." And then I don't end up doing it and it goes bad because I didn't put the time in the extra five 10 minutes it takes to actually cut it up and I would have been better off and I would have wasted less money if I ate the food instead of it going bad because I spent a little bit more money to get it already pre-cut to save me some time so there comes a point where you have to figure out what is my time worth and that's a big thing as well so lean on read absolutely read your labels They are not all great options. Not everything frozen, not everything pre-packaged is a good option. Obviously, I know we all know that. Um, But there are some great stuff out there. are some great things out there. So read your labels, take a peek at what is offered to you, and see if there's something you can find that is going to be a great option for you when you're on the go. The other thing is that I often share when I'm in a season of busyness, I often share what a grocery haul looks like for us on my Instagram stories. So if you're not following it, go ahead and follow there. Um, It's at the balanced body underscore. Because what my favorite thing to do is, is to show you guys, it doesn't have to be complicated. I got, what did I get? I got like Parmesan chicken from Target. It is already pre-cooked. It is like 50 grams of protein in one, in one chicken breast. I can put a bagged salad next to it and I have a meal in five minutes. No, it's not the most healthy meal that I've ever had in my life, but it's got protein, it's got vegetables, it's got carbs, it's got healthy fats, and I feel really good and happy afterwards and it stops me from going out to eat. So sometimes you have to do that. You have to recognize where in my life am I? What stage am I in? What phase am I in right now? And what else is fighting for my time and attention? Maybe you're not going to have all the time to make all the homemade dressings and sauces and all the things. And that's okay. You don't have to do that to be healthy. That's not a prerequisite to being healthy. Again, especially when the alternative is something less healthy than that. Any stair steps in the right direction are going to be good options and great, great progress moving forward. So I think that's everything on that. So let's recap (laughs) where we're at so far. So number one is you want to pick out your meals. Well, actually, first of all, number one is that you want to identify your plan for the week. What do you got going on? Are you out of town? Are you traveling? Are you at a million different things? Are you going to have to be eating on the go? I had a blog post that I that I created and a podcast episode And I will link in the show notes here today that gave you some ideas for quick options on the go. They're typically salads, not because I think that a salad is always a better option, but because when you're out, it's very easy to get to have the fats and the calories just through the roof and to not really be getting your, your calories worth, if you will. Like it's, yeah, sure. It's 600 calories, but it should only, it only tastes like a 300 calorie thing. So I really, I'm. All the all of the extra calories and the fat is going into making it, as opposed to adding to the taste. Um, and so I love I love restaurant salads for that reason. It's typically a grilled chicken breast on top of a delicious salad that maybe has a lot of sugar in the dressing. But again, looking at the alternatives. Um, So I'll, again, I'll link those in the show notes here, but check those out because those are going to be really helpful resources. If you are somebody who does have to go out for the week, let's say you've got kids in sports or you're running, 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 you're going, 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 you're like me, maybe you've got um, a couple of your hands in a a lot of different buckets and you are just kind of going all over the place. That will be a good resource for you. So again, number one is to figure out what does my week look like? Number two is to figure out how many meals will I be having at home? And what am I going to have? That's number three. What am I going to have? How many, how many of the meals I'm eating at home do I actually need to cook? So even if you're eating six meals at home, if you're going to have three of those days be leftovers, you really only need to plan three meals. Number four, wow, number four is to make your list. When you are making your list, take into consideration how many servings of everything needs to be made. Sometimes it's really crazy. My husband and I tend to eat the same lunch for lunch. Okay, <laughs> this is the same food for lunch each week um, as each other. So I will actually make 10 servings and it every week feels ridiculous. I'm like, that seems like a lot of food. We eat it. It's totally fine. Um, but it just feels like so much food because I'm making five servings, right? One for every day of the the work week for two people. So it's just, it's a lot of food. So plan out your, not only your list, but include your servings and, and factor that into your list when you're looking at it. Because that is really important. Please also plan for your weekends. I don't know if I've shared this in a previous episode, but so I've been meal prepping for I don't know seven years, a long time, eight years maybe. And I realized one year ago, one year ago, maybe even less than a year ago, (laughs) I I looked in the in the freezer in the fridge one time and I was like, why do I never have food on the weekends? what the heck we go out, you know, we go out on the weekends, because we're like, oh, we don't have food. And I was like, where's all my food going. And then I realized, I've been planning for almost eight years for Monday through Friday, completely forgetting that I also need to eat on Saturday and Sunday. (laughs) What? Why am I doing that? Why am I forgetting that? So that is another option, or that's another thing to pay attention to is please plan for your weekends, at least have some options, even if they're leftovers or frozen options, whatever don't forget about yourself on the weekends because that's the biggest time too that it's easy to eat like junk if you don't have anything if you're out and about and you don't have any snacks or you're going out to eat it's like oh I haven't really eaten today so I can have whatever I want which is not a great mentality so plan for your weekends don't do what I did learn from my mistakes (laughs) number five is to figure out what you already have so compare your list to what you already have obviously cross off what you already have this is going to save you money number seven is a hack that I have loved absolutely the most out of every other grocery hack that I've ever found. Order your groceries online. Make somebody else do the work for you. Come have like have them come to the door with all of your groceries. Say thank you so much. Give them a nice tip and let them go on your way and save the time that you would spend unless you absolutely love it. Take that time and do something else. There are so many grocery delivery services I've shared before. Um, We use Shipped just because Target is the closest grocery store to us. And we really like it. And they cost $8 a month, plus tip each week, but $8 for a service fee. That's like it. That's all you've committed to each week. And the rest is dependent on how many you have and how much you want to tip. And if you want to do 18%, 25%, you know, any range in between there, that is all just extra on top of that $8 a month. That is like two Starbucks. I can totally do that. I can totally do that. Or it's just like a fun treat for yourself. You know, you can cut it out of your grocery budget. We've done that, um, is to just reduce the grocery budget just a little bit, cut some, you know, cut out an extra here or there, and you've got $8 and it's absolutely worth it. Absolutely worth it. 200%. And then again, it goes back to med, like, what is your time worth? So yes, it maybe costs you $15 to have your groceries delivered because of a tip. But what is your time worth? (laughs) My time, I spend hours planning, preparing, going to the grocery store. I'm the putziest person I know, seriously. (laughs) And it's, I try to make it fun. If I have to do something for the rest of my life, like every week, I want it to be fun. I don't want to be miserable and hate everything that I'm doing. I want to enjoy it. And so I take my time and it takes a long time. I listen to a book. It's great. It's fine and whatever. But I don't, really want to do that I just do it because I have to because I nobody else is going to do it I don't have any groceries if I don't do it my husband will go sometimes and that's super nice but then the house still has to be clean so I either go go get groceries and he cleans or he gets groceries and I clean and no time is really saved but if somebody else does the groceries we get time to clean to work to whatever and then we can be significantly more efficient in our day so that is number six is order your groceries online or number seven I mean Number eight is to figure out how you like to prep. So there are two styles of meal prepping. And this is what I alluded to at the beginning of this episode is there are people who like to prep everything all at once. So all you do is reheat and eat the, the entire week um, or a little each day. I've mentioned before we don't like leftovers. We are the prep a little each day sort of family. Um, so I do all and I'll share about what we do on Sundays versus what, you know, what we do during the week, and then vice versa for um, prepping all at once. But prepping all at once is literally, you're just like batch cooking everything. So it's going to take longer, you're going to spend most of your Sunday doing that. um, And that's totally fine because you don't do anything the entire week. So again, it's totally up to how busy you are and what you what you prefer. And if you like leftovers, this is a great option. You're just cooking everything all at once. You spend two, three hours, get it done, get it over with, move on with your day. And then again, all you do is reheat. So you will batch cook all of your chicken, you will batch cook, you know, or batch batch cook all of your protein, you will batch cook any of your grains, your rice, or your quinoa or your or sweet potato or whatever, you're going to cut everything up, you're going to roast it, you're going to put it in the you're going to cook everything, like literally everything. And then you're going to put it in Tupperware containers. And then you are going to put it in the fridge and have it as things come up during the week. So for you know, you kind of can pick and choose. This does also provide a lot of flexibility if you're not quite sure what you're craving for the day. So you could have right, it's more of like you piece everything together, and it's already already put together. Um, as opposed to thinking of this is a specific meal that I have to make. So with this first option of prepping, prepping everything at once, it does become more of ingre- You're prepping ingredients and not full meals per se. So like you wouldn't make a very elaborate dish. On, I mean, you absolutely can. Especially if it's going to last you more than one meal, um, but for the most part, you're prepping everything kind of individually, and then you can put it together as you see fit the day up. So you can kind of pick and choose your your protein, pick and choose your veggies, pick and choose your starch, and you have a meal. So it's a little bit more basic, a little bit more simple, but it doesn't have to be. Um, and you can customize that. Of course, all this can be customized to whatever you want to do and you need to do best. But That is one option. The other thing, and this is how we prep, because I've shared we don't like leftovers. So it doesn't matter how much is in my fridge, I probably won't eat it. And I know that sounds so hoity-toity, and I don't mean it that way. We've just tried so long, and it just has not worked. So we're understanding that that's not our thing, and that's totally fine. But what we do is we will take anything and everything that we can prep ahead of time. We will. So, for example, I've shared, and I don't. Somebody actually asked me this the other day, we actually make all of our meals and I shared this a minute ago at the beginning or all of our lunches at the beginning of the week. So Sunday we will make our lunches for the entire week. We make our breakfast for the entire week. Why I like leftover lunches, I could not tell you, (laughs) but we make 10 servings every week and we put it in Tupperware containers and it's great, but I cannot, I think it's probably like leftover chicken, leftover meat I don't love. If it's in a recipe, if it's in like a uh, cauliflower fried rice or something like that, then that's feels different to me, but I don't really know for sure. If anybody's got any psychology behind that, please keep me posted because I'm curious. But regardless, we will make everything for our lunches. My husband's been really on a kick of where he has an egg dish, like an egg bake each each week. So he'll make his egg bake. It's got like a turkey sausage and tons of veggies, eggs, a little bit of milk, some, I don't know what I I never make it. He always makes it. But he makes that on Sunday so that he, all he has to do is take it to work with him on on Monday, Tuesday, as he continues through the week, he just grabs it and takes it to work with him. So he has a great meal on hand, but that's not you don't have to do that for, we don't have to do that for every single meal. So what we do for our dinners then is we will mar- we will take any marinades, anything that we have to have to cook ahead of time or can can do ahead of time we will Public service announcement, please do not put your chicken in the marinade if you do not plan to eat it for more than two days. I had one weekend where I was totally, I was like, I'm on it, you guys. I'm totally on my game. Things are amazing. I'm going to marinate all my chicken so that all I have to do is take it out and put it on the grill. And then I realized, yeah, chicken doesn't get to be exposed in the fridge for five days. That's not a, that's not no that's a salmonella way didn't happen <laughs> so we had to toss all the chicken I was so sad because it, it sat it wasn't necessarily uncovered but it had been exposed to the to the air obviously for the marinade so that was a bummer the chicken not bad so don't do that make the marinades take the night before make sure that you know you can keep all your chicken in its pre-shrink wrapped containers because they stay better that way and then open it up and marinate it the night before or something um or even as you leave for work, whatever you want to do, you can put that in there. But I, we take any of the marinades, we prep anything that we need to make things easier during the day. Um, I just because I work from home, I don't, I, I'm busy, I got a lot of things going on during the day, just like anybody else. So I don't have the time to sit down and be like, I'm going to cook a 30 minute meal. I'm like, what can I do between clients? Like I'm ravenous, and I need a snack now or I need a, a lunch now. So anything that I can do to make my workday easier as well, I absolutely do. So you know, I'll, I'll, if I'm having eggs, let's say I'm having eggs uh, like an egg scramble. So I will take peppers. I will cut up peppers. I will put cut up onions. I will cut up any other veggies or anything that you like. I have spinach, things like that. I don't cut that up because I just put that. In, I don't doesn't need to be, but I will take all of that and I'll put those in cut up cut up in containers so that they're easy to grab and go as I put it in. So I'm not having to take things out and chop things each day. Everything's just chopped ahead of time. We don't make anything for for our meals, just any marinades or sauces or things like that. Um, and then so the day of, let's say it's Monday and we are going to have a marinated chicken and something else on the grill. So we'll take the chicken and I'll marinate it in the morning. I am home so I can do that. So I'll marinate the chicken during the day and then we will take whatever sort of, of, let's say it's zucchini, we'll toss that in some olive oil, put some salt and pepper and spices and stuff on it, and then I'll put that all on the grill when it's time for dinner. So we're still making a little bit. It's a little bit more prep ahead of, or the day of, but that's really what works for us. So we only have two servings of something and we're only eating, we're only making what we're going to eat. That's a very long drawn out explanation. Um Next is don't forget to pack the food. That is that is the last <laughs> that is the last step. Step number nine. I think that's the number that we're on, um, is not to forget to pack the food. That's my husband. We were talking about this at dinner tonight. Um, he says, I get so good at making the food, like prepping the food, planning the food. It's all great. And then it, the food is ready and it's in the fridge and I'm in a hurry and I forget it. <laughs> and so sometimes we end up like, oh, it drives me crazy. We end up tossing out food just because we forgot it. So don't forget to pack your food. Don't forget to eat the actual food that you packed. Um, But last thing here is if things so so I mean, those are all the tips. Those are I think there's nine. There's a handful of tips here. Hopefully some of these have made your life easier. Some of these things are like, Oh, I hadn't tried that. But a little thing here is if you think Find that things aren't going well and you're getting stuck on any of the steps, identify what is tripping you up. I had a client tell me that she can, she can plan, she can prep, she can have the groceries delivered, but that her little girls are and there. It's not obviously not their fault, but she's, she stays at home with them. And she was saying, I don't, uh, when do I have time to prep? Like, yeah, I'm home, but just because I'm home doesn't mean I'm ready to prepare food. Like I'm not in a place to spend two hours in the kitchen, just meal prepping on a Monday afternoon. Like that's not, my life doesn't allow for that. Um, the girls want to do stuff. They they want to move around. They want to be engaged. And so what we had talked about, first of all, is if you hate meal prepping or something, make it fun for yourself. Just like I was saying that if I have to grocery shop, which I don't actually mind grocery shopping, I'm just so putsy, I'm so slow at everything. <laughs> and so I make it fun by listening to a podcast or a book or something that I enjoy so that I'm not just feeling like it's time wasted but it's time that I'm actually enjoying it find something for you watch a show while you're doing it if you you know our our favorite our new favorite show is Shits Creek that's really funny if you're into comedy um you have to give it a couple episodes but that's been a really fun show that we started at the cabin with my parents uh over Memorial Day weekend and we just love that show it's hilarious um, so that's fun too, right? Like our kitchen and our living room are in the same spot. So if you're if you're at the sink, you can see the, the TV in, in our house. So we can turn that on and just kind of have that on as background noise or something fun to do while we're prepping. Um, but make it fun for yourself. Maybe that looks like listening to a book or a podcast. Shout out to the Balanced Pod Pod. Tons of episodes. Go back and listen to them. Or something else that you enjoy. That's a great time to do that. Use, use that also as your personal development time. Get a good self-help book. Fun, listen to You Are a Badass while you're prepping or find something else good that you're excited to li- listen or learn about and use that as multi-tasking um, time to that. It's really, really fun. And so this other this client had found that by doing that for herself, she was more excited about it. But also by doing that for the kids, she gave them an activity. I don't remember what exactly the activity was at this point. But she said she's she had given them an activity that was special to that time. So they only get to do that activity when mom is doing meal prepping. So when they're all in the same space together, when they're listening to a book as a as a family, and they are, you know, doing an activity at the table, that is their special time they will also look forward to it and that will also be their fun time to kind of be in the kitchen and not necessarily be helping you if they're too little to do that but it gives them something to look forward to as well instead of just waiting for mom to be done with it it's like their own special time too so make things fun if you're getting stuck figure out where you're getting stuck brainstorm with friends or family or a coach or with a friend or say that or whatever somebody random on social media do your thing But ask for help, brainstorm some ideas, and find a way to work around it. Because it is totally possible. It we just kind of think outside the box and sometimes get a little creative in things, and that is where we find the best solutions. So, I'd love to hear how this helps you, and I would love to hear if you have any other ideas or anything else you'd add to the list. Please don't hesitate to share that. And take a peek at the blog post for this episode. It's going to be linked in the show notes, as well as those two other resources the blog post and the podcast episode on tips and tricks for when you're out to eat or you're kind of on the go and how you know some some of my specific go-to options but also some some healthy options while you're out so With that, that, thank you so much for your ears today. I really appreciate it. And I would love to hear your feedback. Please, you guys, rating, subscribing, and sharing any sort of feedback. That means the absolute world to me. I am happy to make changes. I'm happy to incorporate any suggestions. I love constructive feedback. So please don't be shy. Ratings and reviews mean the absolute world to podcasters. So use that as a way to say thank you if you feel like that is what you'd like to do. Really appreciate your time. That's all I have. Have a great week, babe that's all we've got for our episode today thank you for listening rate and subscribe so you don't miss a beat remember that new episodes and the blog posts that go with them drop every monday to start your week off right you can find me on instagram at the balanced body and my blog is balancedbodyblog.co want to work with me head to balancebodyblog.co and click the work with me tab to see if we're a good fit. And finally, any comments, requests, or ideas on who I should interview on the show, send them to me via email or Instagram, and I'm happy, more than happy to add them to my list. Thank you again and have a beautiful week.